Welcome to the Present Fathers Podcast. This is the show that focuses on climbing the mountain of fatherhood together. We believe that dads matter. That's why this show is for you. So gear up, dads. Get ready. It's time to start climbing. All right, welcome back to the Present Fathers Podcast. Our guest tonight is Chad Spikes. Chad is the executive VP of All American Film, and we are really thrilled to have you, Chad. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Good, good. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. So uh, I, we, we hear you have a very new one in, in the home now. Yeah, seven month old. Yeah, it's uh, All right. definitely exciting. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're back in baby jail. Uh, yeah. When she first got home from the hospital, I was like, "Oh my God, what did I do?" I was like, hey, "You're back!" Like, I don't. Know like, it was crazy, crazy time. Yeah. But we went through that hump, so we're now getting to the, the more, uh, I guess, the calmer phase before the storm. Right. Awesome, man. Well, why don't you um kind of give us a little bit of background about yourself and your family, and uh, you know what you do for work and. We know that you're co-workers with, with Dustin, but uh, yeah, kind of level set for our audience who you are, and then uh, we'll kind of get into it. Yeah, uh, I'm Chad Spikes. I come from uh, a small family up in uh, up north. I'm from Connecticut originally, lived in Rhode Island for a couple of years, and moved down to Orlando, and somehow came to Bavar County. Um, I've been uh, doing photography, mainly sports photography, for about i want to say 12 years and uh, me and my friend jarvis started our media company all american film just starting out at a high school level and then we worked our way up to you know juco college college and um some nba games and we're working on getting some nfl games as well and we just do all types of events but mainly our main focus is um, besides that, myself, I was in the military for four years, uh, basically an engineer, down and dirty type of guy, and uh, just got out, and now I'm uh, working in the hospital. It's like one end of the spectrum to the other. So uh, now, <laughs> now I, sa- I save lives in, um, in the cardiac field and put sense in people who really need it, you know, treat sick people who are having heart attacks. So that's pretty gratifying. Definitely, man. Definitely uh, nice to, to be directly saving lives. You know, it's, it's about as uh, real as it gets. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and a disclaimer for this episode, it's going to be heavily about sports ball. So, you know, for those not a, not interested in sports, you may want to tune out for this one. But, uh, Chad, I'm, I'm real thrilled. We, we normally are talking about such, you know, like high, uh, you know, philosophical things, like really hard-hitting things. So it's nice to kind of come back and, uh, you know, talk about sports every now and then, kind of a guy's night. So I'm looking forward to this one. But... Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about All American Film? Uh, you know, you said you started with your buddy, but um, you know, when you say you're doing photography, is it film? Is it photos? Like how? You know, I think a lot of people don't really, you know, we watch the games, but we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes when it comes to kind of what you do for work. Yeah, not, yeah, not a lot of people uh, understand the whole aspect of like the camera work, and they think you could just pull up with an iPhone and just take a couple of pictures or, you know, take a couple of video and they're just like, yeah, well, you know, like it's fine. Just take it on the iPhone. I get that a, a lot. So um, just um, basically video and photography photos that we do. Um, Jarvis went to school for uh, videography. 
So on the other hand, when I had got out the military, he basically said, hey, man, you know, come over to one of the Rockledge High games and, you know, see what I got going on, basically. I came out there and I was like, you know, I kind of I kind of fell in love with it because when I was playing football, we didn't have that type of excuse me. We didn't have that type of like people out there for free doing like media, putting together videos and pictures for us. And we didn't have that type of exposure. So it felt like actually good to get back to a place I went to high school and to like see the kids just smile and be like, hey, you got you got my video. Hey, did you get that play? Did you get all that done? Um, so it, it it's pretty nice um, to to get that. So I basically started with that. And when I was in high school, I I was playing tight end, and so you know you didn't get really much pictures of the, the old line. Right. So I, I make sure when I when I'm out there, I get a lot of pictures of them. Um, that and when I started, that's what I was doing. I was getting a lot of pictures, focusing on the. Uh, the offensive line and defensive line and then the specialty players and uh, just, you know, getting pictures of the coaches, the fans and the players and that's cool. Et cetera. And they, they really liked it. So um, other school, schools heard about it and we just took off from there and just kept going and uh, basically made connections and we are, yeah. we are now. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool that you're like, you know, so ingrained at like the grassroots level. Um <laughs> You know, and I agree. I like I had, I wasn't even that good, but I had one uh, real big picture of a. You know, I was doing a takedown in wrestling, and it was like this awesome photo. It was like the one photo I ever got of me doing wrestling, and it's like I was like so pumped when I got it. So I can imagine, you know, how you taking high quality photos and video of the kids playing, you know, probably makes their you know year really. I mean, I still it's been you know twenty years. I still know that photo, right? So yeah, that that's awesome that you get to kind of give those guys uh, something like that. Um, so I wanted to kind of ask a question a little bit more about your perspective on sports now that you know obviously we all kind of played we 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 love sports all that kind of stuff but how did it change after becoming a dad for you and then also with what you do so close to the kids and kind of helping them get their photos and stuff you know has that changed for you after becoming a dad just kind of talk through that a little bit because i think you have a pretty unique perspective yeah that yeah, people get man that definitely changed um because you you're always you want to go home to your kid. You want to spend as much time, especially if your kid's in daycare, you know, you get off of work. And if you work in regular nine to five, you get out of work, you get up from daycare and you want to spend as much time with them. So sometimes you do miss those, uh, those games, um, those seven o'clock games and stuff like that. Cause you want to spend time and it's kind of hard to balance the taking care of a little one and getting all the, the pictures, um, you know, done and, and, edited and sent out on time and the video and in the video which takes like a lot of time a lot of process a lot of thought process a lot of creativity so you're never really in that creative uh, mindset when you get back home as well from you know taking pictures or taking video or just off work in general because you you got a little one with you so it has taken away from it a little bit but um you know, you just take it one day at a time, one goal at a time, and um, try to not overwhelm yourself because it could it could get overwhelming just with a newborn, and it's it's madness. You'll drive yourself crazy trying to trying to get all these kids their, their stuff and making everybody else happy. It's you gotta you gotta make make sure your family's good first, and then then your craft. And it's a blessing. 
I love it. I love it. I love it being being the grit of it. So uh, figuring it out, figuring it out myself as well. That's uh, that's really helped me figure out myself and be more organized as a person. Good deal, man. I think Brandon's got a question. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I totally agree. I think all of our perspectives change quite a, uh, significantly when we have kids. But my question is, uh, how important is it for kids to get involved in sports? And uh, like, what is the like the, the primary lesson or benefit kids gain from participating in sports to you? Um, just firsthand, when I was in sports uh, in high school, whether it be track or football or any kind of sport, it's just you you don't get that same kind of feeling with like your family. You you know you're practicing with the guys, you're having a good time and you know, you, you've been through more situations with those guys. So it kind of brings out like uh charisma and that kind of um, aspect. And just to, to just go through different situations and face adversity. It's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, the, the highs and lows and to, you know, how to navigate through that and just how to be around a team, how to work with the team. And it's really, I think it's really important because on later on in life, um, just going through, and like looking back to what my coaches said, like they said a lot of stuff to me that resonated with me right now that actually works in the real world. And um, one of my coaches, Coach Luz, he used to say, like, how bad do you want it? What does it mean to you? And that sticks with me like forever, like because I think about something that I just, you know, it might just be like a new car or something, anything in life. And you're like, well, how bad do you want it? what does that actually mean to you? Like, do you, do you really want it that bad? Like, like, what does it mean to you? Like how, how bad, like how bad do you really want it, man? And it's just, it's just something that sticks with me. And I think it's important to, to have kids in sports, give them structure, those, their, um, their, their strength and just keeps them in good shape, keeps them out of trouble. Uh, off street. I mean, you know, a lot of people still get in trouble and they're in sports, but, it, it is what it is. It weeds out the good and bad kids. And you see the kids um, that are in sports kind of take it through life and actually do good in, in life later on. Yeah, man. And we, we talk about it a little bit too, is like, it's a healthy environment for them to learn failure too. Right. And, yeah. Or like the pain of loss, right. It's, it's a, their life skills that you learn in a controlled environment and it's better to lose or better to learn disappointment from like losing a game versus like losing a loved one or something. And then you have that skill later in life to deal with it. So uh, I think Justin's up next with a question for you. Yeah. So like, uh, what advice do you have for dads uh, as it relates to having their kids in sports? Often uh, so many dads get like far too intense about the game and miss the bigger picture of competition and like lessons to be learned. So like, I guess some of the mistakes to avoid, good habits uh, to implement, things like that. That's a tough question. That is because <laughs> I'm I'm the one that gets involved in like just like wants my kid to like just 110 percent, 10 percent every time you touch the the court because uh, my kid, uh, Caden, um, well my my step kid is uh, um, he's 16 and he plays basketball and. I tell him like every time you get on the court, man, just just do it like you're trying to feed your family, you know, because this is gonna be the the last time that you ever get get on this court, you know. And it, it's uh it, it's crazy to say that, but in the perspective of it, it's it's really true. It's like 
you're getting on that court and you want to, you tell me you want to play in the NBA and you want to, you, you want to do this. You want to give back to us. And, and I don't expect anything from him. If he ever goes to the NBA, I would never ask for any of his money. If he gives me whatever he wants, that's, that's fine with me, but you're, you're playing like you're trying to feed your family. And um, I tell him, you know, just go out there and play, play strong, play with a clear mind and don't do it like you're going to ever do it twice. You never lived this life twice. So if you're going to do it, do it and do it right, man. Um, I just I just don't have a, a good answer for dads who just get into it. There's no good answer. I mean, you just got to I think you just got to look back to it like as a as a kid um, and how you would feel about like your parents like being too aggressive and um, yeah. too into the sport it's 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 tough it's a tough question where do you draw the line at i guess right yeah so I'll, I'll give you with a little uh a little trick that one of our previous guests chris singleton shared with us he was a mlb baseball you know baseball player uh professionally and he said uh i think he picked up from someone too so it's not even necessarily his but he he hit us with it and it's ask your kid three questions like after the game or after practice. And number one is, you know, did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? Um, and then number two is what do you want to work on or what do you think you need to work on? So it kind of puts the power in their control about, you know, the negative that way it's not you just hitting them with it. Um, and then the final one is, you know, what did you do well? Cause you kind of end on them affirming what they did do well, acknowledging that cause that's important too. And he was saying that he sees, or he thinks a lot of dads make kids want to quit sport because they're overly intense about it, especially when they're younger right as, as they age yeah. up in their high school level that's a little bit different because especially if they're really talented right there's scholarships on the line things like that but especially when they're young uh so that was a, for me that was like mind-blowing i was like Oof, i needed that you know way earlier than i got it but i've used it with my daughter a lot it's very helpful uh and then another trick too like depending on the sport they play like if they're wearing the hat or still kind of in their uniform you can keep asking them questions about it or, you know, Hey, do you want to work on this? But the second they kind of like take the hat off, it's like, okay, dad, I'm done talking about it, but not sure if you'd heard that before. I wanted to give yeah. that to you. And now yeah, you can no, get all the debt. If you see dads being too intense, you can pass it on now too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely would use that for, uh, for Caden and especially Breland when she's growing up. Cause it's, it, it's hard. It's hard. Um, you, you see so much potential in them and you want to hit a, hit it hard and you, but you got to remember, you got to give them positive, positive stuff and stuff that they can hang on to and, you know, hold their head high about like get some good stuff and, and not step away and be like, well, dang, the coach was yelling at me. He's mad at me. My, my dad's mad at me. I'm, I'm messing up. And it's just, nobody wants to be in that uh, place. Um, then yeah, you got to figure it out. I, t I tell my daughter a lot too. It's like, I don't care how well you actually play the game or if you win or whatever, but there's three things that always must be your best effort. And that's your attitude, your respect towards your coach and others. And like those, th those are the intangible things that really matter, right? Like, cause that's the lifelong skill. If you win the game. Great. If you, if you gave your best effort, even if you're the worst on the field, I don't care if it was your best, it was your best, but I think that's another thing too. Like a lot of people hone in on the specifics of the game and miss the bigger opportunity to teach your kids life skills. Like you brought up, right? These are life skills that they're going to learn. You know, your coach said things to you that still stick with you today as, as a man, as an adult, as a father. So 
Really good stuff, man. Uh, Dustin, you're up, man. Yeah, Chad, specifically as a stepdad, how did you jump into that role and how do you get Caden's respect? I know so many dads have trouble with stepchildren. You know, they, oh, you're not my real dad, that kind of stuff. How did you, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. So how did you address that? How did you get Caden's respect to where he wants you to be his coach and he wants to learn, you know, about basketball from you? That's really cool. Um, It wasn't easy at all, but um, I will say just going back to, uh, you know, the stepping into a child's mind when I basically like started talking to his mom and everything like that. The first thing I said to him was like, Hey, like what game are you playing? Like you, you want, you want to like, you want to go to GameStop, get you a game. It kind of reeled them in that way. So it's like, it's <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay. Like, yeah. Um, like this guy's cool. So, um, he basically, um, from there we've been, um pretty awesome i mean there's ups ups and downs with it but as far as the coaching side it's just um uh i think he i think he sees me as like a a pretty pretty good athlete uh myself and i try to stay active so um i i'm always watching sports so he always comes to me like hey can we go to the gym like hey can we work out and it's um it's it's pretty it's pretty special it's um it's it's it comes naturally just for him like just to ask for advice so it, I never it wasn't hard and and wasn't easy but the, um I think the hardest part and like we talked on is like basically how do you give the kid advice or and like how receptive they are to it and like you got to figure out like what works for them and what um what not to do and when when they stop listening and just just all that kind of stuff and you got they have to have the right attitude and as a six-year-old boy teenager you know they they're just they're they're all over the place so their attitude are always not the yeah yeah their attitude is always not the greatest and you got to remind them of that uh just like george said it, it, but the, the advice and the, the coaching just it just came easily and he listens and he he tries to adjust and sometimes I have to really when we're, we're training or we're going to the court I try to get him to play against older people I tell him like the older people you play is like um, it's it's better for you because they're bigger they're stronger and they're they're mentally at a different place in the game and they some of them may not have the the um ability to do what you can do as far as speed or agility or dribbling but they're they're smarter in their head so they're able to play the game at a different level and um a good person is like chris paul and he's he he's still doing it he's very very older gentleman um himself but uh he was just he he just is basically able to like find that niche and play his game and do what he can do. So that's why I tell him that where you could take pieces of game from everybody and stuff like that. You could learn from a lot worse people than Chris Paul. He's got a beautiful game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I, even though I don't like him as a, as a, um, <laughs> as, a as a player, I mean, he, he's a good, he's a good player, but as like a, like as a, as a player, like I just think, hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. And who's <laughs> who's who's your team? Uh, Golden State. Ah, okay, you're a Golden State guy. Very nice. Yep. Before they were good, or you know what um um around 2015 i think i came became a fan uh when i seen stephen curry um i mean uh, uh stephen curry and uh clay thompson doing just doing right. what they were doing and they were they were a young bunch i was just like you know that's when the three ball kind of rose and came yeah came about it was just it was great i was just like man this, these guys are just they're the little guys and that's how i always perceive myself even though i'm six one i was like they're the little guys and you always want to root for the little guys he's he's barely six foot and just you know plays that amazing game and little too small you know people wrote him off the, the ankle issues and stuff like that and uh, i i kind of i kind of cling to that yeah it's definitely you know not your stereotypical like dominant player right you know you yeah. think of someone like a Shaq or a you know michael jordan who was six six or something but yeah just i think you had something well yeah no it's actually a funny story uh dustin were you with me when we went to the hawks game in atlanta yeah we met uh dominic wilkins and you know who else we met and we didn't even realize who he was luca tonchi luca was there luca gave us his autograph man i have his autograph when he was a hawks player yeah. He was in the parking lot. The Maserati. Yeah, no, he walked to a Maserati. You remember that? Your friend was like, "Oh, this guy." I mean, Dominic's cool, but this guy's he's a big deal. Like, like, and now he's, like, he's yeah, unbelievably good. He's my, he's probably my favorite in the NBA right now. I had no idea, man. We probably with Luca. Yeah, yeah, so like cool. I kind of right. thought about that. I was going through. I'm I'm doing my office up with some of the sports memorabilia, memorabilia, and uh, yeah, I saw the the. I had like a little Atlanta Hawks like thing medallion that they gave us that night and uh, Luca had signed it. And I was like, this is actually probably worth something now that I think about it. So yeah, anyway, cool. it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Uh, with, I got a few different sport things go. up there. Um, anyways, neither here nor there. Um, so I guess the, the question I really had was, it seems like from what I hear from, you know, like present fathers and from the dads who just get it, who have that charisma, who are next level, who have, you know, that it factor, so to speak. Um, it, it seems like those kind of guys are the ones who are true leaders. They lead by example um, and, and they lead the way. They kind of uh, lead the charge, so to speak. As a stepdad, do you think that is a skill that really helped you, you know, kind of helping with your son and, and, kind of getting him to where he sees your leadership and, and sees, you know, that you were, you said you're active, you know, like, is it something that kind of brought him into to letting you, I guess, trusting you and, and letting you become his uh, mentor and, and, you know, sports and stuff? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it, I think it did. Um, especially when I tell him all the stories about like everything that I, I used to do and back then and, and he sees that I'm like, basically like, I know what I'm doing. Like I have like the ins and outs of the game. And when he comes out and sees me play like seven on seven uh, flag football, and he sees like the, um, how I can switch from a moment to like a goofy and like to the leadership role. Like, hey, like, let's go guys. Like now, now it's time to go. Like, you know, and um, he sees that. So it's pretty, it's, it, it's pretty nice. Um, to think about that's like okay like he sees that and 
he's like, oh, I respect that guy. And like, you know what? I can't get trained from that guy. I can't ask some questions about like different sports and have him advocate for me and um, stuff like that. And um, I not, not gonna lie. I tried to get him into track uh, this past season. I told him it, it's tough. I told him it's tough. It's a tough, this is a tough sport. It's a self sport. It's just you. Um, and you know, you do have team races, but it's, it's definitely, definitely more to you type Even of thing. Team race, you, you can tell who slowed you down, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it, and it was no good way to put it um, to him. I was like, you know, when you get out there, you're going to just do your, do your best. But remember, you know, everything comes back on you. So you, there's nobody to, to blame when it comes to like, oh, well, he didn't pass me the ball or he, he passed me the ball and passed it too high or something like that. So um, I gave him the ins and outs of the track and he listened to me. I told him like, Hey man, you do track. You're going to get 10 times faster. Your, your, your uh, hops are going to get up there. You're going to be able to dunk because he wants to dunk so bad. <laughs> so um, yeah, he listened to me on that and he, he stuck through it and did his thing. That makes sense. Right? I mean, Tyreek Hill got his speed from being a track athlete, right? So yeah, he's super fast, man. He's <laughs> the fastest. Yeah. Great. No, I'll tell you who who really will surprise you. He went to Brandon's college at Ole Miss. I'm curious if you guys know who I'm talking about. I'll give you a hand. He plays for the Seahawks. Big dude. Um oh wait, wait. Uh, I'm feeling Michigan State. Why can't I think his name? Starts on Brandon. Give him this. Huge and absolutely, <laughs> yeah. He's he's super I can't uh, monster uh, Mech, not Metcalf, DK Metcalf, yeah. DK yeah, Metcalf, yeah. Ah, yeah, Metcalf. yeah, there we yeah. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably I'm, one of the strongest guys I've seen go through the combine. His combine picture was so scary, he looked like some like Marvel oh, villain, you know. <laughs> candy, right? He was talking about his diet, he said he eats candy and like then, yeah, pop well, I mean, <laughs> like, he obviously cute. eats a crap load of protein too uh yeah but he's he's 64 and he's like 243 i think or something but he's run like have a, abs like <laughs> unbelievably strong uh, uh yeah. So yeah i mean you watched him uh that once i think it was two seasons ago when he chased down on an interception he chased oh, yeah. the guy down who's like one of the fastest you know uh Cooper, Cooper, Baker, yep. <laughs> absolutely just smoked him. i was like what so yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's some absolute specimens that play pro sports, man. It's crazy. But well, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of tack on to to you kind of working with your stepson and um, not just necessarily cross training, but you know, one of the most valuable things I think I learned from sports and all the competitive things I did was how to be teachable. Uh, and it sounds like he's already you know very very coachable. But that's a huge thing in life too. Is you know you're going to end up somewhere, either your job or something, your marriage. You know, um, raising kids like you need to be teachable because you don't know everything. You're never going to know it all. So, learning how to learn or seeking that uh, guidance from others is such a huge thing that you can learn from sports and kids can learn even at an early age. Um, and and almost make them uh, not addicted, but uh, excited about it right uh like they'll see the value very quickly like oh you know this person had great information for me i applied it and it's working for me now and so they'll kind of keep that positive feedback loop the rest of their life and they'll they'll hunt for that you know potentially so it's i think that's a huge thing that we kind of um overlook 
right? Because it's so easy to focus on the game, and you know, yeah. we're, we're very like goal oriented people yeah. as guys already. And yeah, uh, but that I think that's something that I took away from it. And it's, it's great that your son or your stepson sounds so, um, you know, willing to receive instruction, and that's something that's going to benefit him long term. But you know, for all the dads out there, that's that's another thing that you can really hone in on with your kids through sports or any kind of competitive environment where they have to work towards a goal. They have to put in the work to, to train, learn, whatever. Um, it's a very valuable aspect. So I just wanted to kind of piggyback on where you were going with that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Yeah. So I, I got one now for you. And that since you see, and you watch a lot of players, um, I'm just curious what you think. So I want, and not in any particular order, and I want to go around the horn on this, but I want you to start off with the answers first. What are the three top players that made you just like instantly catch your eye or just, you know, change sports in a way that just instantly grasped you and you had to watch them from then on? What would those three players be? Um, Starting off, Steph Curry. Um, Usain Bolt. Yes. Love it. Yeah, so fast. <laughs> he looked and, back. He was going so fast. <laughs> yeah, and who else? Um, I want to say uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I watch a. I yeah, I, I watch a lot of him because that's just Dude, like, look at his training videos, like on Instagram and stuff. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. I and, don't uh, want to get hit by that guy. <laughs> I don't want to throw in a fourth, but um, before uh, Christian McCaffrey, it was Mike Allscott. Allscott, okay. okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know. The fullback for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he was right. a, he was a dog. Definitely a dog. And as you can hear the dog yeah, calling, yeah. calling for Mike Allscott's name. He, he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, my, my dog definitely agrees with him. So that's, that's crazy. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so uh, Dustin, you're next, bro. Get after it. Um, so I actually just watched the new Michael Jordan documentary last night, and it was awesome. It talks about um, how he signed with Nike and how he was he really wanted to go with Adidas or Converse, uh, but Nike made him the first offer where he got a piece of the shoe, and it's literally made him billions of dollars. He's the first athlete in history to ever get a piece of the shoe, and so that's what the documentary is about. It's called Air, I think, or something. Um, yeah. Oh, so it's not it's not like the Last Dance or whatever they called it. It's no, like- this is a brand new one that just okay. came out, okay. and it's all about sports finance. Um, so yeah, Michael Jordan. I went to UNC, so you know we we just I mean you know Michael Jordan will always be the greatest basketball player. I don't want to hear about LeBron. I don't want to hear about Kobe. It's it's Jordan. Yes. <laughs> so he's definitely up there. Um, I'm going to throw this one out there, not because I love his personality, but because he's someone who grew on me and I didn't like initially. The fact that Tom Brady played at the level that he did for as many years as he did took someone who I didn't like. I, you know, he was just, he graded on me. I was like, oh, this guy's annoying. He always beat my favorite teams. You know, when he knocked out the Falcons, um, what, but they were up 25 points, something like that into the third quarter. And then he came back and beat them. I was like, I can't stand this guy. But then year after year, he keeps coming back and he loves the game so much. And, uh, yeah, that's a good point, George. Not the best example um, in terms of uh, marital <laughs> decisions. You know, he did potentially sacrifice his marriage for sports, but from a pure sport perspective, incredible that he was able to do that with his body and continue to play at that level. Um, so that was incredible. And then uh, I've always been obsessed with Serena Williams. She's the greatest female athlete of all time by far. Um, I was her uh, ball boy when I was a kid. I was 15 years old, and I, I met Venus and Serena. Leah Thomas. Really? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about Leah Thomas. Yeah. 
Man, I'll tell you what, they are the nicest people. Uh, I mean, Vitas and Serena. So I met all these other tennis players and they were kind of ho-hum, not nice, whatever. And then all of a sudden I meet Vitas and Serena and they were kind and gentle. And then they would just blast the ball and they were incredible athletes and just watching them. I mean, they're, they're amazing. So definitely, definitely. Dustin's forgetting to mention he had a crush. He likes strong women. <laughs> yeah, I do. Exactly. <laughs> His wife's a beast, man. She's strong. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Who's next? B. Uh, I'll go. So my favorite growing up uh, was Emmett Smith and MJ, obviously. But um, my two other favorites would have to be Pioneers, which were Jesse Owens and Jackie Robinson. Um, you know, Jesse was so amazing. And, I mean, yeah. the guy gave the middle finger to the Nazis, you know, through his performance, <laughs> basically. Hard to be. <laughs> and, I mean, that was in, in the 30s, you know. So you can imagine the climate that he was in socially. And, you know, he was he was battling against that. And then um, Jackie did the same thing. And yeah, I remember being in like fourth or fifth grade doing a report on him and just thinking, wow, what an incredible example uh, to go by. So, yeah, those would be mine for sure. Nice. I guess I'll go next. Uh, so Dustin stole MJ, obviously, because just Michael was was unbelievable. What I have to say, I, I really, truly respected uh, Mamba because, you know, he just he had a his mentality, man. It was something else. It was it was other level I, I don't even know how to describe like the way he just approached life in general and it's so sad what happened to him and his daughter man uh but anyways uh the other would probably be tiger woods um i absolutely love what tiger woods did for the sport of golf he was electric to watch and just what he did just in general um and in the life he lived you know what he's gone through it's if you ever watch his documentary it's incredible it's on hbo um it's it's harsh man i mean like the things he watched it, it proves that you know a lot of kids pick up on what their dads do on a daily basis and his dad wasn't exactly the greatest guy in the world um and and he actually shares about that so it's, it was pretty deep to watch that but um i guess my third would be from my favorite sport at well third and fourth it's three guys tied for that um greg maddox i absolutely loved and adored watching greg maddox uh, the bravos man yeah. was the best pitcher I think that's ever lived, if you ask me, because if you look at his statistics on paper, he's probably the best. Um, and he Verlander. Like Verlander. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he smoked like a pack a day, too, which is what was so crazy. He's not an athlete. He just was an unbelievable pitcher. Um, I used to love Ken Griffey Jr., uh, but now it's Ronald Acuna, man. Ronald, Ronald is he's unbelievably talented if he can stay healthy i think the braves are going to get another championship or two um but if if i'm going into the dark side since i'm not a yankees fan um i have to say aaron judge is we talk about specimens he's funny dude, dude's like six 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 seven 280 pounds and he's not like fat he's all muscle like that's an impressive dude to watch man i, I enjoy watching him so I, I guess those are my baseball ones but. all right Last but not least, uh, number one is Michael Jordan. If you were a kid in the 90s, I don't, how did you, uh, I mean, every, everyone was a Michael Jordan fan. I mean, he's just the most amazing athlete. So for me, that like, you know, I, every kid wanted to be Michael. I mean, <laughs> so that's number one. Uh, number two, we're going to go in a way, way different direction from the conventional sports. Tony Hawk, uh, 
seeing him pull the first 900 was just like absolutely okay. insane. This video game was like, fun too. <laughs> never yeah, yeah it was really it's so like, good wow. I mean, yeah. I, I vividly remember watching that live on TV. My, yeah, my yeah. brother and I and our friends, we were so obsessed with like extreme sports and stuff. That blew my mind. Uh, and then another one I think I'm going to say is Sean White for snowboarding. Yeah. Oh, uh, just the flying unreal. tomato. Like the you see them come tomato. out of the off pipe. And they have the measurement of like how far above the top of the pipe they are in the air. And you like really think about that for a second. I just remember being a teenager and being like, I'm not very tough. <laughs> I'm not very good at this stuff. That's insane. And then after being a multiple champion Olympian, went into like X game stuff and is a multiple champion on a skateboard. So um, there's a whole lot of other like guys like that, like Dave Mira um, was a huge influence for me too growing up. But like those extreme sports guys were just mind-blowing to me the stuff that they did and that was kind of like when it first started becoming real popular it was like you know the late 90s and stuff and they did a tournament like an official espn tournament like right by my house in oregon uh, and it was like one of the first ones ever they built the skate park and they left it for the city to use and it was amazing but like i gotta like see them all in person and i was maybe i don't know nine years old and i was just like wow, these guys are unreal so you know but for me, those are the ones that kind of did it for me. Uh, but Brandon, I think we're going to bring it back to a little bit more of a, a fatherhood focus type of question. You got a really good one teed up, so I'm excited to see the answers for this one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Chad, as someone who is deeply involved in sports, how do you feel sports coaches or sports programs can step in and fill the gap for fatherless children? Um, like, are there any specific strategies or actions you'd recommend? Because I think that's one of the things that's kind of near and dear to us is, you know, seeing fatherless children and this this generation that's plagued with it. And there's so many uh, issues that arise from that. And so how do we help fix that? Um, yeah, that's a that's a touchy subject because you, you um, it's been going on for generations and it's um, it's, it's tough. It's tough being a part of that as a kid. Um, as one who didn't grow up with a father and it's, 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 it's tough. Um, it takes a toll on you. So, um, when you, when you play sports, you know, you don't have, um, somebody to look up to and, um, well, you have, you have players, but you don't have any, like, uh, like somebody close, like a male figure to look up, uh, to. So when the a coach actually steps up and fills that, that void it's um it's a pretty amazing thing um and it it gives you confidence um and for as a coach you know you just have to basically be being be uh inviting so that person wants you to um embrace them and do uh, give them advice and just do other things like you know take you home out, offer for rides hey did, did you eat um, how how's your day going? How's your mom? Or how's your dad? If you don't have your mom, and um, you know anything I can do for you, um, and if you're slacking behind in school, it's, it's great. It's a great feeling to have a coach have your back about you know your grades. Like hey man, like you know, like let's go to the tutor together, or you know, um, you know, first thirty minutes of practice. You know, we're, I'm I'm gonna sit down with you, and um, we're gonna go over a couple of things, and then we'll walk out to practice, and just or have one of the other uh, assistant coaches, you know, sit down with you and just go over a few stuff, because you know it, it helps in the long run, and uh, I think you, you get to see people actually that 
they're not obligated to help, but they fill that role and they and they do help. And the same for um, a dad if you're not there in your child's life and through sports or through school or through life, anything you just I mean put the differences aside. It's it's not yeah. worth it. It's you know it's it's terrible on the kids and I you know. It is what it is. You know, sometimes it gets nasty, but, you know, the to be a coach and to step into a kid's life is definitely great. I remember um, the little quick story. Um, coach David Dye um, passed away last year due to COVID, but um, bless his heart. He was um, my freshman coach, and he I worked out with him all summer before I entered high school, and he he was hard on me and uh i i kind of like that and um you know cuz my mom was really a uh hard-nosed person as well cuz she had to fill the void for me not having a father uh so i kind of was receptive to that and uh he would also joke with me and you know give me ride home from uh practice and just you know just just tell tell me that i i'm doing good i'm doing all right and that you know i'm i'm uh, i'm going to i'm going to be somebody so when i was uh when i went to high school and he was uh my coach i was ecstatic i was like giving 110% on the field no slack um just i was a real go getter and politics with um coaching but he stopped being my coach and i felt like i lost uh kind of kind of lost my my dad my dad coach <laughs> so it's like you know it wasn't it wasn't the same and when you uh have that relationship with a coach um it's it's special it's really special you go to them for advice and you always go back to them for training when you um go to college and you see it all the time with these kids now that they had like uh, a coach that was kind of like a father figure to them and even though they're in college or NFL, they go back to them for advice at college, and they keep them close to them all the way through to uh, end to end. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, I, so I had a, a more kind of personal question is, you know, you, you said you grew up without a dad. Um, I guess number one is, you know, how much more has that driven you now uh, in your role as a father? And then the second part would be, you know, what, what advice do you have for those who kind of grew up in a similar situation? For, with as you who may be hesitant to want to be dads themselves because of that you know what what advice would you give them uh, to maybe encourage them to reconsider that um yeah that's a great question i drive myself every day even before i had a kid even before i stepped in a role as a stepdad i would tell myself even growing up as a teenager i'm always going to be there always going to be there no matter what um i'm always going to be that guy that they see that is going to be in it for a long haul, no matter what situation, no matter how bad it gets. Um, because you, you, you just want to, you, you just want to be there and being the father, uh, figure it, it, it feels good. It's rewarding. Um, in a lot of aspects. So if you're like hesitant about being a new dad, cause you know, your, your dad was there and you don't know how to be a dad. I say, no, never. Nobody's never ready to be a dad, and uh, no matter how much you prepare for it, um, I mean, I, we try to prepare, right? Um, so, <laughs> uh, so we don't have to go through the the, the unorganized stuff uh, about it. So it's uh, 
it's it's you're never ready. You're never ready. And I, I right. love it. I love it. Um, so you'll you just got to take it one day at a time, man. And, you know, if you're ready to have that kid, have it and stick around. Stick around. You're definitely going to enjoy yourself, even though they get on your nerves in the in the older years. Yeah, you, you'll definitely look back and be like, you know what? It wasn't well, and the bad. impact, the impact you can make as a father is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just showing up, man. I mean, I saw a video the other day. I think it's going by. It went viral on Instagram, and it was a a little girl who's looking out in the crowd. She saw her mom, and she was like excited, but she didn't see her dad. And her dad was in the bathroom, and like finally, the dad walks out, and you hear her like scream at dad, you know. And then like she goes out, performs, and does her thing. And it's it's crazy the confidence you get just having the people that you know you have your faith in being there for you. So like, yeah, I think that's I think that's something that needs to happen I, w- I want to piggyback on like encouraging you know potential dads got you know guys out there maybe considering it is uh just to highlight how important that role is and how valuable it is so like my daughter had an, an event today and i walked into the gym there's all these parents so she's trying to find me in the bleachers and i i see her very quickly but i can tell that she's just searching she's looking for where i'm at and the second she saw me just she just lit up waving so excited and so like that just your presence, you know, at a thing like that makes such a huge impact in another human being's life, you know, and it's your tiny human. Uh, you just can't really, you'll never experience something like that to that level unless you take the leap and become a dad. Um, you know, and obviously you want to do all the right things first of like finding the right person to become a father with. So don't just like rush into it. But, no. you know, if, if you're married and you're, and maybe you're thinking like, I don't know if we should have kids. I came from a rough background. Like you have a chance to, to change that, right? You can set the next generation off on a better path. So I just wanted to also yeah. give that encouragement. Proven wrong, proven wrong, man. Exactly. Right. Proven and wrong. One of the thing. the most beautiful things too is that your kids are going to be the the one of the few people in your entire life that will love you unconditionally. Like literally, it's it's one of the handful of people and that will love programmed you. Programmed for it, you know. Yeah. And, and you get to raise them in a childhood that you you just you yearned for and you get to see what it's like for your kid to go through the one that you wanted. And so there's, there's a lot of healing there too. So that's, that's one thing I would encourage uh, potential dads for, for sure. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Our dad had a sucky life and he's got four boys now and we all have kids now. We all have two kids. Uh, so he's as happy as they can be, man. So you never know. You break those generational issues and you, you, you know what what you want changed uh, when right. you go through, you know, having, you can, you not can having or bad. having somebody that's bad. Yeah, you can learn from a bad teacher just as much as a good one. So, Chad, thanks for being so, you know, yeah. open about your background yeah. and, and yeah. that. I appreciate your uh, your honesty. And I think that's another thing that men need to do more often is be you know, transparent and vulnerable about stuff like this. So, thanks, yeah, uh, Dustin. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. So I had a single mom as well. And I don't think I would have been nearly as successful as I was if I didn't love sports. I mean, it was absolutely essential to how I grew up um, and what got me hyped and focused about other things like like uh, academics. Um, so question for you, and I'm always kind of torn on this one. Classic, you know, you got a kid who's a great athlete, not such a good scholar. Um, and so he's not doing that great in school, right? He's, he, below, he falls below that 2.0 GPA. So now he can't play sports. Is that the right thing to do? Should we take that away from kids if that's all they've got? And then we say, okay, well, you're not focusing on school, so we're going to take the sports away. Do you think it's enough of a motivator where it gets them back academically and then back in sports? Or do you think maybe it's a little bit more harmful? 
Uh, no, no, because it's. I mean, that's that's something they love. So I, I mean, I would um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it away from them. But you would start, you start at home, and um, you know what? What is he not, not doing at the house? Uh, was he? What is he doing at the house? Or what is she doing at the house? Um, and you kind of steer them in the right direction. And it comes down to, I always tell my family, it comes down to organization, you know what I'm saying? And setting times, just the small goals. You, and um, that's going to kind of help you with, you know, hey, like I'm not doing good in school. I'm, I'm failing the math. And you come home and you get straight on the game or you go take a nap. And, you know, hey, you know, 15, 20 minutes, let's sit down, let's get it done, let's study. And, you know, we'll, we're going to take away the game time. We're going to take away the other the other privileges you have because, you know, but that because that that doesn't matter. We, we love sports and we're going to we know you love it. And that's an avenue to succeed in life. But, you know, and video game is, too, but it's just it, it's more, it, I, I don't, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough way to put it. Um, to, but the only way I could put it is you just, you, you wouldn't take that away. That's, that's something that they're going to have. Um, like we said earlier, they're going to have life experiences and how to deal with certain stuff and how to cope with certain stuff. And they learn life lessons from sports. So I wouldn't, I, I definitely wouldn't take it away. Yeah. I mean, like I understand the school, has to have like a standard right to like hold people to but at the same time if you're in the position that's having to make that decision i i would want to be asking the questions like okay you know what is their attitude like how do they show up to class are they genuinely trying have they gotten a mentor or a tutor yet like you know if if they're if they're just blowing it off and they've got a terrible attitude and like well i'm a great athlete i don't need to worry about anything else or whatever wrong attitude like that that type of mentality you're not going to go far in life whether it's sports work marriage raising kids whatever it's going to be um so like for me it's like the spirit of the thing matters almost more than the actual outcome in a sense and i don't know if the system's really set up very well to do that or if they have the power to do that i don't really know um but i think that that's should be part of the conversation if it's not um and, and i think that that applies outside of maybe just like grades in school is, you know, if you've got a kid or a teenager or whatever who's struggling with something, but they're they're genuinely making their best effort, then that's the person that I believe deserves the extra chances and the extra help and stuff because they're showing that they're they're putting their heart into it. Um, and some people just struggle. Like, that's how it is. But if, if someone's got all the talent in the world and they're just not applying themselves, I, I don't waste my time with those people. And even when I was younger, I, I never felt the need to like do extra reps with them or something because they they told me from the get-go i'm not willing to do it essentially with their attitude so maybe that's maybe i'm wrong but that's kind of george's perspective on that whole topic yeah wouldn't you guys agree like if you have a present father who like i said earlier takes charge leads by example has you know great work ethic and teaches you those same things you're probably not going to run into these issues in the first place I mean, having a present dad who's going to be there and, and ask you daily, like, hey, son, how's school going? Like, what's going on? I need to know, like, keep me informed on things. And I think if you have that trust, if they're, I think like Chad said, if if they're struggling, they're going to go to their 
that that person that they trust. And if, if you're a present dad, you're not going to have those. You're less likely to have those issues. I'm not going to say you're not going to have them. But I feel like if if you are that present guy, I don't I don't think your kids are going to have those issues because they're going to come to you and say, hey, dad, I'm struggling. I need a tutor or, you know, uh, I'm surrounding myself with bad people. And you've always told me, you know, who you keep around you is is what's important. That That's the people you become. So, you know, I want to be successful. Like, what do I need to do? And, you know, those are the kind of conversations that a real father that actually genuinely cares about their kids is going to have. You know what I mean? So that's just my two cents on it. It's definitely tough. I mean, I'm trying to draw this back to like just us as fathers and, and not maybe just the specifics of sports and grades, but, you know, don't jump to conclusions and don't jump to doling out punishment or consequences necessarily. Like you need to make sure that you've got the whole story. You've seen the whole picture. Um, and ironically, that's kind of something I learned from the military is like when you have to issue out punishment, you know, from the, the military process, like as a commander, you don't want to just hit someone with, because it's a career altering thing potentially. Right. So you need to find out all the information. And I think a lot of times with our kids, we just jump right to like, I told you no. So now you're grounded or whatever. Right. And then like, maybe there was something really big <laughs> that we totally missed. And then now it's, it's hard to walk it back once you've already kind of like thrown it out. Right. So you know, kind of taking that pause and, and digging deep. And so I think this happened to just be a really good example for us to maybe ponder that thought. But, you know, Chad, I'd be interested to see what your kind of rebuttal would be or or if you agree with what I was saying where you know, kind of see the whole picture and then let's maybe try and get that person help if they're willing. But, um, you know, sports is one area, but I think it applies to a lot of different areas too. For sure. All right, B, I think you got a question there, right? Yeah, so we're talking about uh, like challenges people face and, and adversity. So what's a challenge you faced uh, in your journey as a dad um, that you're particularly proud of overcoming? Uh, I think uh, being able to, a big one is, uh, like George said, is to, um, when you throw something out there, it's hard to reel it back. And if you do give your kid bad advice or um, or say something like hurtful or, you know, you they did something, but they did it because the other parent told them to do it that way. And you see that that wasn't the right way to do it. Um, it's it's hard as a grown up for people to apologize, especially to kids. And you got to be able to bite your bite your. Um, your teeth or bite your pride and go in there and say hey look um i messed up i'm sorry you know um i didn't mean to say those type of things or raise my voice or lead you in the wrong direction i didn't really know what i was doing and you know just take one to the chest and you know tell them tell them apologize and let them know you hey you're human you can make mistakes and it's okay to apologize for them and you know let 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 the person know that you're sorry i love that such a good answer that's huge yeah well that's and you're teaching them that skill too by you doing it right you're modeling it we should teach our surgeons that it's okay to apologize sometimes we're not perfect <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. well uh, maybe that's there. you didn't have a father <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not. I mean, but if you look at it, like all the men's men, 
you know, it's those guys who are calm, cool, and collected no matter what the situation. And and as much as we talk about we want to be that man or, you know, we want to strive for that, it's it's hard. We're all imperfect. And, you know, like you said, you're you're a father trying to figure things out, man. And and we don't always know the right ways, you know. And it's 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 okay to tell your kids that too. And a lot of fathers yeah. think that it's not. It's like, no, you need to let them know you have downfalls too, so that they can they can learn from them, you know. So yep. Yeah, man, you got to be, there's, there's the right level of, you know, vulnerability. You don't want to like dump everything on them, but you want them to see that it's okay to mess up. So, um, Chad, I just wanted to kind of let you give any final thoughts on, you know, fatherhood or advice for dads out there that, that you may have that we ha- maybe haven't covered. Go for it. Just wake up and get it, man. I like it. Just go for it. That's my best advice. Uh, you, yeah, only, like I said, you only live once, and don't act like you're gonna live twice. Just do it, man. Just uh, like my friend says, um, do it at 110 percent speed, and if you're gonna make a mistake, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird, weird saying, but I guess it works <laughs> in his life. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I saw I saw like a a really eye opening. I think it was like an Instagram reel, but it. It count. It gives the numbers about like how many Christmases you'll get and how many birthdays you'll get with your kid. And it was like, man, when you see that number and how small it really is, and then you tick off the ones you've already been through, and you're like, oh man, time runs out quick. So I That's like that, piece, man. I like what you were saying. Just get up and get it. And you know, every day is a gift. So that, our last guest said that too. Like gratefulness, being having that gratitude day to day is so huge. So. Appreciate that that final thought from you, man. That's that's good. So go get it, dads. Um, with that, yeah. let's Chad. I want to highlight your channel real quick. So I'm bringing it up in the room here. Um, so this is your YouTube. Is this the only place to find you, or are there other places? I guess there's the other links here. So yep, there are links there, and then um, All American Film on IG. Uh, that's where most of our presence is. Um, oh, it's actually on Instagram. Have, okay, uh, we're actually on Instagram. We're on. Uh, Twitter as well, but the the younger kids go there for a little bit more stats and stuff like that. So when we're 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 working on uh, getting a a writer for that and uh, getting involved with the stats and you know writing articles about certain players and just okay. highlighting them and not talking down about kids because that that can kind of be like the worst yeah. thing to do when you write an article you see. Like, oh, well, he's not living up to expectation. You don't want to write something like that. And we're just trying right. to build positivity around the county and um, just even uh, the college level or uh, the professional level, you know, about sports. And when we start writing about that stuff. So we're getting on to that. And we have a a good amount of videos up there yeah. um, that where I work and some documentaries and docus and stuff like that that we've been working on and it takes time to get that stuff rolling and right. the athletes are pretty much they have a set schedule so we try to work around that but that, that that's it right there all yeah. american and just and just to be clear so the content you're kind of making is it are you doing a lot of help with like footage for them to like send off to potential recruiters and stuff as well or is it just kind of chronicling it for them to have you know is it is a little of both a little know, bit of just, both i don't know a lot about it so it's Tell us about, you know, kind of everything that you're 
you're trying to do there? Yeah, a little bit of both. So um, the 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 goal is to to actually give get them a spotlight. You know, somebody like if they stumble upon it, like hey, you know, like wow, this was a great highlight play. Like who who is this player? And also for them to have so they can actually put together a highlight. Okay. Um, real and look back on it and just you know like you said George you have that one picture that you still remember to this day that you yeah. got framed up in your wall and you're like man like look at this look like you're showing your kid like hey this is I was like Will Chamberlain back in the day <laughs> <laughs> you know something like that right so uh... <laughs> well f- funny on that legacy that that jersey back there that was my grandfather's high school football jersey there we go and on on the four, there's actually a little drop of blood on <laughs> stain. That's so yeah, crazy. I mean that you hang on to that stuff, you know, it matters. So I, I love that that you're playing such an active role and kind of you know, you're you're kind of a little bit of a father figure to, to all these players, right? You you're giving them something that they'll they'll remember for the rest of their life. And especially yeah. now with like YouTube and everything, you can you can always keep it with you. It's so cool. I yeah. really love it, man. Definitely. And with the docus is just basically talking about a lot of kids background and their upbringing and letting them tell their story and um, letting people know that the younger uh, folks around their age and maybe just a little bit older and just let them know that they're not alone and whatever situation they can be in. And um, some people have some of the same situations and there's millions of people in the United States. So uh, you're sure you're probably run across somebody who has the same story as you um almost maybe sometimes and um just give just giving people hope yeah just, and telling a story to making it making it making it beautiful uh a tearjerker <laughs> I love nice. that, man. yeah yeah no, that's i think that's really powerful i love that you're and the other thing you're teaching too is that from a young age you're teaching these young guys that it's okay to to be honest about that kind of stuff, because I think for so long, especially in sports too, it's like, Hey, you know, hide the pain. You don't want the, you don't want the other team to see that you're hurting or whatever, but in the real world, you need to, you can't always have it all together. Right. So that, that's awesome, man. So Chad, I just really want to thank you for your time tonight. Love the discussion. It's cool to talk about sports. We all love sports. Um, but I also love your, uh, commitment to being a father and kind of giving your kids, uh, you know, the role that you didn't have in your own life growing up. Uh, it's inspiring. We're really glad that you're here with us. And uh, the final thing we'll say is, all right, let's get it, dads. In the words of Chad Spikes, go for it and start climbing the mountain. So we'll see you in the next one. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Present Fathers Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify to catch all of our amazing episodes. We will see you in the next one.